Hey guys, welcome to episode four of the George Jitsu podcast. I'm your host, G. Today we're going to touch on a topic that I tend to rant about whenever I'm teaching uh, escape techniques. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to preview UFC Fight Night Las Vegas 48, Walker versus Hill. And that's tomorrow from the UFC Apex there in Vegas. Looks like that's going to be a pretty good card. Um, you know, you'll see my picks, which uh, for the pay-per-view last week, I went 7-7. Seven and seven. Maybe I can do a little bit better this week. Okay, so on to my little rant. I don't know if any other instructors think the way I do, uh, you know, but I kind of feel like anytime any instructor or most instructors teach escapes, they're going to most certainly spend some of their time talking about and drilling regards. Uh, regarding typically takes very little effort and gets you out of some otherwise bad situations somewhat quickly. Um, so I just I don't like it. I'd much rather change the position. So why do I hate regarding so much? And, and here's how I see it. There was happened for there to be a need to regard. I mean, you have had your guard passed. I usually threw some fault in your guard. Your opponent is discovered. And people say, yeah, they made a mistake. And that's fine. But can you fix that mistake on the fly? Um, you know, can you, can you quickly fix a fault that is maybe from your training or uh, maybe it's just something that you have no clue what the person's doing that is allowing them to pass through your guard. So if my guard is garbage and my opponent just cuts through it like a hot knife through butter, then why would I ever want to regard? Well, my opponent just found a huge flaw in my game and regarding gives them another opportunity to pass again. And, you know, in most tournaments, unless you're, doing submission only, the pass is worth uh, points. Um, you know, and essentially every time they pass, they're gonna it's going to make me more exhausted. Now, granted, like I said earlier, the, the regard itself may not be very exhausting, but the, the, the actual sequence where they're passing obviously is going to cause me to exert a lot of energy, especially if I'm trying to defend once I realize what they're doing that is causing my guard to get passed. And I'm not saying that sometimes we don't simply make a mistake that gets our guard passed or puts us into a bad position where we may think that regarding is the answer. But more often than not, it isn't just a mistake that we've made, but it's a superior technique by our opponent. And sometimes we can take care of that superior technique in a, in a sense through our ability to either escape or scramble. You know, when we do those, we have an opportunity to completely change the position and put ourselves in a place where we have an advantage, whereas regarding just essentially leaves you in the same position with them able to get more superior again. But I'm going to quote a movie called Win Win, uh, which if you haven't seen, you know, you probably should. To me, it's mandatory viewing. Uh, the portion of the movie I'm going to quote from is about wrestling. And one of the guys as a coach asks the main character um, to explain what he did whenever he was 
wrestling with someone and, and he says, you know, I just tell myself that the guy on top is trying to shove my head into water and kill me. And if I don't want to die on bottom, I have to do whatever the fuck it takes to get out. And, you know, I, I think of that and I'll tell people that, you know, you got to do whatever the fuck it takes to get out whenever they're put in bad positions. And, you know, if you're desperate enough to switch the position, most likely you're going to have an opportunity to do that. You still have to be careful because, you know, people are always expecting the unexpected or what have you, and they're going to they're going to try and catch the missions and scrambles. But, you know, if we're doing whatever the fuck it takes to get out, we have a good chance to, to get back to a position where we can win. When I started thinking about how I wanted to put my episodes together, um, you know, I wrote down several different little topics that I thought could be miniature episodes. Uh, and this was one of those topics. And, you know, I don't know how much more I could really talk about the difference between regarding and uh, escaping in my eyes and why escaping is definitely what we should be looking for rather than just an opportunity to regard and get smashed, re-smashed, essentially. Um, but I also thought, well, some of these mini-episodes probably could be put at the beginning of, like, uh, these UFC previews because I get it. Not everybody's going to give two shits about the UFC. And if I put these first, people can just stop at the end of this and say, okay, well, at least I'll listen to the jiu-jitsu portion or people that want to listen to the MMA portion. You know, it's easier to get through some little mini episode and then get to the, the MMA stuff for them. So, um, you know, I guess this is going to be my segue into my preview of UFC Fight Night Vegas 48 Walker versus Hill. I'm still trying to figure out a way to make this flow a little bit better from, uh, you know, my notes into the podcast as far as whenever I'm doing these uh, little previews and my pick for the fights. Um, so, bear with me it's going to get better with time i promise so first up we're going to do the prelims to uh ufc fight night vegas 48 uh the first fight of the night is going to be between chad anager versus uh jesse strader anager is uh 11 and 5 he's a dana white contender contender series alum uh he's a two division champion rise fc in canada he has six knockouts on his wins and three submissions. He's also on a nine-fight winning streak, and he's fighting a, a, a fellow in Strader that's 5-2, and two, has four knockouts. He's 0-1 in the UFC. Uh, there was a little preview deal on the UFC uh, webpage, and it said that both of these guys like to push the pace, and this should be an exciting fight. Um, I'm going to pick Anagur to win that one. Um, by the betting odds, that one is a pick em fight. With with no one with an advantage whenever it comes to the to the betting line, um, the second fight of the night, uh, that fight uh, also is bantamweight. Uh, the second fight of the night is a women's strawweight fight between Diana Belbetta and Gloria DePaulo. Uh They got them both listed at minus one ten, so this is another pick 'em fight. Uh, Belbetta is fourteen and six, has six knockouts and four submissions to her uh, record. 
Uh, she is one and two in her last three, and she won her last fight, which was her first at strawweight after two losses at featherweight. So she dropped down a weight class and won her first fight there. And DePaula is a Dana White contender series alum. Uh, she's five and four, three knockouts and two submissions. She's also 0 and 2 in the UFC. Um, so I went with, I'm going to go with Belbetta on this one. I mean, she has a lot more experience. And she also has won a fight in this weight class since she dropped down to it. Uh, the next fight is going to be at featherweight and it's between Chaz Skelly and Mark Strigel. Um This has been announced as Skelly's retirement fight. Apparently he's had a lot of injury issues in his career. Um, he's 18 and three, one no contest. He has three knockouts and 10 submissions in his career and he's one and two in his last three. Um, Strigel is also 18 and three. He has 14 submissions on his record. He's 0-1 in the UFC, and his only loss was to Khabib's cousin. So that was in his debut. Um, they have Skelly listed as a minus-220 favorite and Strigel as a plus-180 dog. Um, I'm going to go with Strigel, and the only reason I'm really doing that is because these people that announce retirement fights before they actually do them tend to you know, not do as well as they should. Um, and I'm not going to say that that's always the way it happens. It's just in my experience, if you announce your retirement before you fight, you just go out there and you shit the bed usually. Uh, this also should be a fight that has a lot of groundwork. It looks like both of them like to grapple with Skelly being a college wrestler and the Strigel guy having 14 submissions on his record. Uh, the next fight of the night is going to be at women's bantamweight, and it's between Jessica Rose Clark and Stephanie Egger. They have Clark as a minus one ninety favorite. Egger is a plus one sixty dog. Uh, Clark is eleven and six, has one no contest, three knockouts, two submissions on her record. Uh, she's two and one in her last three. She's won her last two fights. Uh, she had ACL reconstruction between those two wins, and she showed vastly improved wrestling in her last outing. And in Eggers, she's six six and two. She has three knockouts, two submissions. Uh, she's one and one in the UFC, and she won her last outing. Um, and that one, I'm going to go with Clark. Um, looks like both of them um, kind of like to grind. And honestly, in women's fights, if you are improving your wrestling, that's most likely going to be what wins it because the knockouts just don't happen in the women's division as much. Um, the next fight is at featherweight, and it's between Gabriel Benitez and David Onama. Onama is a minus one forty-five favorite with Benitez a plus one twenty-five dog. Um, the weigh-ins happened this morning, and I'm going to go ahead and mention that Benitez is the only person on this card who missed weight, and he's going to be fined thirty percent of his purse. Um, Benitez is twenty-two and ten. He has eight knockouts and ten submissions on his record. He's one and two in his last three. He lost his last fight. Um, he is a tough Latin American alumnus. He's had twelve UFC appearances. He's six and five total in the UFC. Uh, Onama is eight and one. Has five knockouts and three submissions. So all of his fights that he wins have been um, finishes. He's zero and one in the UFC. So he did lose his last fight out um he did have eight straight wins before that uh i'm gonna go with onama 
And I'm even going to do that more so because Benitez didn't put in the work to make the weight now. Um, the next fight is a pick'em fight between Mario Batista and Khalid Taha. It's kind of weird on the UFC's little uh, preview writing. This fight wasn't even mentioned, um, but it still shows on the card, so I'm guessing it's still going down. Uh, Batista's 8-2, and two, has three knockouts, three submissions. He's 2-1 and one in his last three, and he lost his last fight. Taha is 13-4 and four and has won no contest. He has nine knockouts and two submissions out of his 13 wins. He's 1-2 and two in his last three, and he is on a two-fight losing streak. Um, in this pick, I'm, I went back and forth, and I decided just to go ahead and go with Mario Batista. He's only lost one fight in his last three, so maybe he's just going to have the, the better chance of winning. Um, the feature fight on the prelims, is going to be between Jonathan Pierce and Christian Rodriguez. They have Pierce at a minus 350 favorite, and that puts Rodriguez as a plus 270 underdog. Uh, Pierce is 11-4. and four. He has eight knockouts and two submissions on his record, two and one in his last three. He's on a two-fight winning streak, and his last loss was to Joe Lozon at 155, and it happened in Boston. I don't remember what the uh, finish was on that, but if it was a decision, you know, sometimes you give up those decisions to the hometown boys, but I'm not sure what that um, finish was. He's fighting uh, Christian Rodriguez, who is 7-0, has three knockouts and three submissions, undefeated as a pro. This is his UFC debut, and he's replacing uh, Austin Lingo in this fight. I couldn't find how long ago he took this fight, so he wasn't the originally scheduled opponent for Pierce. But I'm going to uh, go with the underdog in the feature prelim in Rodriguez. So that's the seven prelim fights. Um, they start at 4 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, next, we're going to go over the five main card fights. Uh, the main card starts at 7 p.m. Uh, the first fight is a middleweight fight. It's between Joaquin Buckley and Abdul Razak Al-Hazan. Uh, Buckley is 13-4. 10 knockouts, two and one in his last three, and he won his last fight. Buckley, uh, a lot of people are going to remember because he had, like, the knockout of the year in 2020. Uh, he, he had a kick caught, and he did a spinning, jumping back heel kick and knocked uh, someone out. Uh, yesterday, BJPenn.com reported, and then several other sources have reported that Viral self-defense instructor Dell Brown will be in Joaquin Buckley's corner for this fight. Um, the odds for this fight, Buckley is a minus 145 favorite. Al-Hazan is a plus 125 dog. Al-Hazan is 11-4. He has 12 knockouts on his record which is kind of odd. That's off of the UFC website, but he only has 11 wins as a pro, so I'm guessing he probably had like a uh, a tough fight or something like that where there was uh, another knockout. But he is 1-2 uh, and two in his last three. He did win his last fight. He also has the fastest head kick knockout in UFC history at 17 seconds, so these guys are both known for being explosive um, in this fight, and it has nothing to do with Mr. Brown being in Buckley's corner. That's who I'm going to go with for the win. Um, 
you know, I, and I'm not really going to touch much more on it. I can't, I'm not sure if uh, Dale Brown is trolling us all with the videos that he makes or if he legit thinks that these things that he shows in these videos actually work. Uh, the next fight is going to be at lightweight, lightweight, and it's between Jim Miller and Nicholas Mata. Uh, Jim Miller, and this is his 38th UFC appearance, which is a record for the most appearances in UFC history. He's 22 and 14 with one no contest in the UFC, and he has had 13 um, performance bonuses over his career. So his his total record, including non-UFC fights, is 33 and 16 with one no contest. He has five knockouts and 18 submissions to his record. He's one and two in his last three, and he did win his last fight. One more fun fact to go with the fact that he's fought in the UFC 38 times. He debuted 10-17 of 2008 at UFC 89. Uh, Mata is 12-3. and three. He has eight knockouts. He's 3-0 and oh in his last three. Um, he's had three fights in a row that were canceled in the UFC for one reason or another, including one with Jim Miller from September of last year where Miller was positive for COVID. Um, oddly enough, Miller then went and fought two weeks later and won via knockout against Eric Gonzalez. Uh, Mata is uh, he's also the CFFC lightweight champion, and he was on the Dana White Contender Series as well. Um, in that fight, I'm going to go with Mata as the winner. The next fight is at heavyweight, and it's between Parker Porter and Alan Badeau. Uh, Porter's 12-6, and six, five knockouts, three submissions, two and one in his last three. He's won two fights in a row. Um, Badeau is 8-3 and three with seven knockouts. Um, he's 0-1-1 in the UFC. He did have one fight that was changed from a loss to a no contest. Um, so he lost his debut which was a short notice fight and then his second fight in the UFC was switched to a no contest recently because his opponent failed his post-fight post post drug screen um, I'm going with Parker Porter in that fight um, he's a plus 250 favorite I don't know a whole lot about either guy the Co-main event for the night is a catchweight fight at 195 pounds between Kyle Dacus and Jamie Pickett. Dacus is 10-2, has won no contest. He has eight submissions on his record. He's 1-1 one one with one no contest in his last three. Um, he's coming off of that no contest, which was against Kevin Holland. Uh, there was an odd clash of heads, and it knocked Holland unconscious, and they determined after the fight was you know after they stopped the fight that the fight was a no contest uh Pickett is 13 and 6 he has nine knockouts he's two and one in his last three he has two wins in a row and he took this fight on short notice January 15th he won a unanimous decision he also fought on the contender series three times before he got his contract um in this fight I'm going with Jamie Pickett to get the win um that also was a uh, pick'em fight. There was no line on it. The main event is between number ten Johnny Walker and number twelve Jamil Hill, and this is a light heavyweight fight. Walker is a plus two hundred underdog. Uh, Hill is a minus two fifty favorite. 
Walker is 18 and 6, has 15 knockouts and two submissions on his record. He's 1 and 2 in his last three. Um, he lost his last fight, which was a five round decision to number five, Tiago Santos. Uh, Walker is 4 and 3 in his entire UFC career, but he's 1 and 3 in his last four. When he was 3-0 and in the UFC, everybody thought he was the next big thing, and, and since then he's kind of fell off. Um, Hill is 8-1 and one with one no contest. He has five knockouts on his record. He's 2-1 and one in his last three, and won his last fight over Jimmy Crute by KO, 48 seconds of the round one. Uh, you know, he's also been on the Contender Series, and he is, you know, the one that they're now saying is the next big thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and in this fight, I'm going with Hill for the win. Uh, we'll see Sunday how I did this time. Uh, last card, I went 7-7 seven and seven out of 14 fights. Hopefully, I do a little bit better than 6-6 six and six today. I just want to touch on this because this was actually, uh, this broke yesterday and I think it's kind of cool, but Benil Dariush has suffered an ankle injury. Not that that's cool, but you know, he's out of his main event uh, fight next week at uh, Vegas 49 against Islam in Makachev. Uh, but that fight's not going to be scrapped for him, for Makachev. And uh, Bobby Green is actually going to step in on 10 days' notice, uh, 14 days after his last appearance, where he won uh, against Nazar Hakparsht. And he won that fight by a unanimous decision. And, you know, uh, they both fighters agreed to this fight yesterday. Um, it looks like when I was writing my notes this morning that this fight uh, was still not showing on the card, and it still had Makachev versus Dariush. Um, but at some point this afternoon, it has been made official on the UFC website, and it looks like the opening line for that fight has Bobby Green as a minus three sixty five favorite. Uh, that's kind of crazy because you know he's he's a bit of a journeyman compared to Makachev, who a lot of people compare to uh, Khabib. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to mention that real quick. That's about all I've got for today, guys. Again, thank you for listening. Um, Give me a review up to, and especially five-star reviews if you see fit. Uh, Keep an eye out to my social medias for additional content, facebook.com slash MMA. Instagram.com slash BJJ and of course the newest one, uh, BJJ on TikTok. Um, Joe, if you have any suggestions or, you know, any, uh, any insight or anything you'd like for me to cover, uh, you can send it to me on any one of those and I'll gladly get to it, guys. Uh, with that being said, you'll hear from me probably Sunday with the results from UFC, Fight Night Vegas 48. Until then, peace.